Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Greg and Kiker on the uh, last word. Kiker, how's it going? Eh. Been better? Yeah. 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 I've, I've seen, I've had funner playoff runs than, than the Ooh, one that boy. we're in the midst of right now. <laughs> um, but we'll start. Not many better We'll ones. start with a lighter topic. Mm. Um, how'd you feel about the Hall of Fame? Uh, they're going to induct Larry Walker and the captain, Derek Jeter. Um, I mean, any thoughts on that as far as Jeter being, you know, taking second all-time highest vote above Ken Griffey Jr., which I'm not really a fan of, but you, let me, I'll digress. What do you think? First of all, want to welcome Larry Walker and the captain to baseball heaven. <laughs> Chris Carter called the Pro Football Hall of Fame football heaven, so this is what we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, now, to your the deal with Derek Jeter being one vote shy of being unanimous. Yeah. Why is this a topic? Does it? He doesn't care. No, he doesn't. And I mean, as I mean, Larry Walker only got seventy six point six percent, and he's fine with it. Is Derek Jeter the greatest shortstop of all time? No. No, he's not. No. He sure is not. So, you know, I listened today, and they're like, "Well, who's the one guy who didn't vote for?" And maybe they're using, I would hope, that if you're not voting for Derek Jeter to be a Hall of Famer, you're using it for someone else who you think needs the vote. Yeah. But if you start looking at this list, honestly, it's not real deep, guys that are going to get in. So, I guess you, you can look at this, you have 10 votes. Use one. You can only use one vote for each player, as far as I as far as I know. Yeah. If it were me, I'm voting for Derek Jeter, and then you know some. And what another thing I don't like is is how they won't use all ten of their votes. Well, I guess if you feel there's not ten uh, yeah. worthy players, then okay. But this whole it, oh he's above King Griffey Jr. Who cares? They're in the hall. It doesn't to me. It doesn't matter. Now the interesting thing about Derek Jeter, um, and I didn't know this, is he's sixth all time in hits. You know, I didn't know that till yesterday either. I, uh, I did not know that. Seriously, I, I remember the three thousandth hit. I remember that. Um, I remember his last at bat, yeah, the walk off single against the Orioles yeah. with a groove pitch. Yeah, and I now, that. if you look at three ten career batting average, fourteen time All Star, five uh, Silver Sluggers, five. Uh, Gold Gloves, World Series MVP, five-time champion. Okay, now championships in the hall, and when it comes to baseball in the Hall of Fame, don't mean anything because there's a there's, there's a ton of guys. That, I mean, baseball play, more than greats. baseball more than maybe any other sport except for the NFL. You can be a great, great player. You can be the best player in the game, hands down, aka Mike Trout, and not win a world, not even be close to winning a World Series. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with you on that. No, I mean, um, and baseball is the most statistically driven sport out there. Yeah, I mean, has been and it has been be, for years. Like be. that's, I mean, that's what makes it so weird but great. So I, I, I don't, I, I mean, I just don't know why it's even a topic. One guy didn't vote for him. Oh well. I mean, he's, I, he's I, in the hall. He doesn't care. And I, and the, everyone, you know, the thing is, is so I heard somebody with a like a snarky remark. Well, well, must just a good thing for him. It's just about the playing career, not as an executive. Well, that's true. He's going Seriously. as a player, not as an executive. Who cares? Seriously. The Marlins are a dumpster fire, 
and they were before he got there, yeah. and they will, they are with him there. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is, and I totally agree with you on that. I mean, I didn't know he was sixth in hits until this yeah. whole you that know this whole me. process. That, that surprised, surprised me, me also. Um, I will say, you know, the argument against him, if there is one, which there there really isn't, but if there There's is one, one, the the argument was always that he wasn't the best player, the the hands down best player in the game, at any point in his career. Like there were there were always better players than him. So, I mean, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't ridiculously great, and that he doesn't definitely deserve his spot in the hall. Um, I'm glad that in the new era of, you know, baseball analytics and, and new voters and sports writers, I'm glad that they're getting away from, you know, trying to keep a pecking order of who gets the highest percentage of votes and, and who gets, you know, like they would, you know, back in the day, sports writers would intentionally (laughs) try to keep a vote, you know, a percentage low enough because they didn't want him to be above Babe Ruth or they didn't want this guy to be above that guy. And that, I mean, that, that's just stupid. Like that's a that's a moot point at the end of the day. Eleven writers didn't vote for Babe Ruth the year he got in. That's insanity. Eleven. That's insanity. So I mean, eight didn't vote for Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah, that's and that's all because of base. Like this is where baseball gets stupid. You know, they get we get so wrapped up in the traditionalism that we you know you you start to almost it, it just gets dumb. Like it's like well nobody should be unanimous. Well why not? Babe Ruth was a pitcher and a hitter, mm. and is a Hall of Famer almost on both sides of the ball. Mm. Like so, if he continued to pitch, if he, he continued to pitch, he yeah. would have been a Hall of Famer strictly mm. on pitching. So, I mean, I, I'm glad to see that trend go away. Um, I'm also really happy for Larry Walker. I remember mm. being a kid growing up, you know, late '90s, all '90s, and you know, just really not really understanding a lot about baseball yet. I'm a, I was a late bloomer as far as the fans concerned, but I remember Larry Walker being a very big deal. And, you know, for a guy in the steroid era who wasn't, you know, super bulked up and, you know, didn't look ridiculously athletic, but just played the game well and was a great baseball player, great slugger, really good fielder. He just, he's just a baseball player. Like some people are just like that. Like they don't, that, that's the wonderful. That's one of the cool things about baseball. Like, it's it's just hand-eye coordination and all those little things that that make baseball players special. And you know, Larry Walker definitely had that. So I'm happy to see him get in. I think it's kind of a travesty he had to wait till the very last year on a ballot to get in. Um, especially back in like you know 2012 or 13, they didn't even put anybody in. And, and so. the fact that he had. He had to jump like twenty percent, over twenty yeah. percent from 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 year nine to year ten to get in, and people are like, "Is he a Hall of Famer?" Yes. Yeah, he is. Yes, he yeah. is. MVP, five-time All Star, seven-time Gold Glove, three-time Silver Slugger, and a three-time batting title champion. Yeah, that's Larry a, that's Walker's a, a Hall of Famer. That's a hell of a stat. Line. I mean, three thirteen career average. I mean, he didn't have three thousand. Uh, he didn't have three thousand hits. Twenty-one sixty. Didn't have five hundred home runs, but like you said. The ball player, yeah, and he would. But he, then another thing too, though, is with guys like him who aren't like the best at their position or whatever. These writers are petty and <laughs> will make you wait. And that I think that's the Hall of Fame needs to change in a way. Well, look at what they did. Process. Look at what they did. The Bird Blylevin Bly- dude, that guy waited like what. 15, 20 years before, that was before they changed the process mm-hmm. of how long you could be on the ballot. And everybody knew, you know, that that's the travesty of most of those situations is 
all those writers know they're going to put them in eventually. They just don't think they should get in when they, they just want to be petty and wait until it's that time. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about the Hall of Fame. And he said something I had, because I thought about changing the voting process to players, managers. Mm-hmm. But then he threw out, if you're a Hall of Famer, you get a vote. And it's the same thing. And I got to thinking, okay, yeah, because the Heisman Trophy's that yeah, way. Yeah, if you true. have a Heisman Trophy, you get to vote. Does OJ get to vote? Sorry. I'm, totally random I'm thought. A, I'm assuming. I'm just curious I'm if they've ever taken does. it away Reggie from Bush him. doesn't because he actually took his away. Oh, so. Uh, they didn't take, no, they didn't, no, they, they didn't take uh, OJ's Heisman away. He, he, he got it stolen, tried to seal it back, and that was his last stint in the pokey. <laughs> was trying to get him. Well, okay, but, but you know, there's two trophies. One of them was taken. Okay. So I'm sorry. One of them's at I mean, USC, he, he and one of them was taken. He, 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 I, honestly, I don't know if yeah. he gets to vote or not. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm just curious because I, you just, know, I think one of the reasons they didn't put OJ in the top 11 college football players of all time because they would have had to invite him to New Orleans. Yeah. And you know, hello, Twitter world. Yeah. Nobody yeah, no, we, that we don't need that, none of that. That would have been intense. Yeah. You don't need OJ. In being, New Orleans, you don't need OJ being OJ. No, uh, in New Orleans. So, but I, I agree with you. I think that process would be a pretty that'd be pretty cool because to these, see that happen. Now. You're getting you're getting younger, uh, new perspectives, writers now. But it's just something needs to change. Well, and I, I guess to you know say one more thing about that, it'd be interesting to see, you know, players know players. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if a guy played in your era, you know if he if you think he's a Hall of Famer or not. So, so I definitely think that that would kind of be, you know, that would be your tipping point with some of these some of these guys that are always on the fence, like a Larry Walker for ten years. You know, he probably gets in earlier if the guys from the '90s and late '80s and you know early 2000s are actually voting. They probably put him in. Soon. And, and I think you, I don't know. I think it would help. I mean, you still could probably. You should, there should never be a year go by where you don't have someone elected to the Hall of Fame. I think that's. I, I agree with that to now, an extent. Now, I mean, now sometimes if it's like, and it's real close, but I mean, because the thing is, you, you start looking at the ballot of guys that are going to be <clears throat> that are on it now, not the first timers. Kurt Schilling should have been in. And, and, and Kirk, he's getting blackballed because of his politics. And Kurt Schilling will get in. Mm-hmm. Like, see, that's that's another that's that's a similar situation to Larry Walker and Burt Blylevin, where you know he didn't have enough friends, you know, in these you know sports writers' rooms. He did when he was playing, and it, you know, once he left, everybody turned on him. And so, I do think Schilling gets in. Um, well, he was at seventy percent this year. Yeah, so next, he'll, he he'll, will he'll get, get in. in next he will year. get in, but they're making him wait intentionally. Yeah, I mean, like, and, it, it which, is which is which is petty Fair. because no. Whatever your relationship with the writers and your political views or, you know, whatever, shouldn't affect... It's about what happened on the diamond. That's what you're going to the Hall of Fame for, not your opinions. It's like T.O. T.O. should have been, off his numbers alone, a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he had to wait one year to get in. And he, he, he didn't show up at the uh, enshrinement be, because of that. And that's his own decision. But once again, when you're not... When you have... Yeah. Um, I would off the field issues or you're not real friendly with the media. That's why I think things need to change. Well, and that's kind of what the interesting thing looking at Barry Bonds going forward. You know, this was a guy who intentionally, you know, pissed the media off, you know, to 
and was just like, judge me on what I do on the field because I know I'm so great at it, you can't deny me. And then, you know, through the circumstances of PEDs and all that stuff, you know, now finds himself needing those writers because he cheated. And so now he needs those same writers he intentionally spurned. Like, intentionally. More than I think any other player in baseball history. I think Barry Bonds, like... You know, scorn the media in a way that that is, I mean, just intentional. Nobody else was that intentional, mm-hmm. and so it's it's fascinating to it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out for the next three or four years, because he is the most decorated um, and hands down best PED player of 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 all time. Like well, he was a Hall of Famer. Before he was a Hall of Famer before that. So the interesting thing will be, you know. With the relationship he he cultivated, so to speak, with the media or race, relationship he didn't cultivate, are they going to let him? Are they going to vote him in? Is he going to be the guy that kind of breaks the threshold of PEDs, or is it, you know, do you take an Alex Rodriguez who's, you know, more of the pretty boy type, but didn't make so many enemies? Mm. But I, but one of them I think is going to get in for like one of them is going to be the first Cle- guy. Clemens and Bonds both have two years left. I guarantee you they both get in. You think Clemens gets in? He had one more vote than Bonds did this last year. Oh, man. They both get in on the 10th year. I agree with that. I I think that's how it plays out. They're going to make them wait. Oh, yeah, and they should. Honestly, now, now, in that situation, that's the funny thing about it. Now, in that situation, they should absolutely wait, but the committee also needs to figure out how they're going to put them in and and the process they want to do with it because I do think that one way or another, those numbers that are inflated – Mm-hmm. Um, especially in those blatantly obvious, you know, years of their career, those those numbers need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think you just put them in there and put all those stats on the plaque. Okay, now to finish this, because I, I know we we probably want to move on. There's a guy on here that I think needs to be in the Hall of Fame, and I want I want I want your opinion, Billy Wagner. Uh. uh how many years he got left on the ballot? He has five. I think Billy Wagner should be in, but I, I do think that he's he's going to have to wait. Oh, he's going to have to wait. Yeah, I, I think he gets in on 10th year. He gets in, though. I, I agree with Interesting that. deal here yeah. with Billy Wagner. Yeah. If he returned to baseball and tossed 186 in a third inning, more, more innings, with a 5.55 ERA, and zero strikeouts, he'd have the same ERA and the same amount of innings pitched with more strikeouts than Trevor Hoffman. Dang. Dang. That's a crazy stat. And it's going to take him a while. Part of that's relievers. Yeah. I mean, Monty, uh, Rivera's obviously on another level. He's the greatest closer of all time. Only guy to go in unanimous, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, Scott Rowland's getting more love than Billy Wagner. I like Scott Rowland, though. Yeah, I, I mean, is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, See, I mean, now we're, we'll get into that some other time. We'll get down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean, we'll get we'll get into that once the once the baseball season gets a little closer. We get into some pre, spring training. Uh, we'll definitely Yeah, we'll we, definitely got, we got that lull between the Super Bowl and the beginning of the season. Yeah, so we'll and, definitely get into some of these hot take issues like that. But, uh, but yeah, I think Billy Wagner gets in. I think uh, – I think he's going to have to wait the 10-year limit. And maybe that's the punishment. I, I know we're trying to move on, but maybe that's the punishment for the PEDs, though, too. It's just no matter who you are, 
if we if you're good enough you'll get in but it's going to be 10 years like that's just that's just the way it is you know so for bonds clemens a rod well did piazza piazza didn't have to wait 10 years he didn't but he also wasn't listed as a chronic abuser like he was one of the guys that tested early well, see, and bonds, like, never, like a, bonds never failed the test similar to david ortiz mm. david ortiz was listed in the initial report and then was tested for the rest of his career and never had did, any more issues does he i don't think he waits 10 years I don't think so either. No, yeah. David Ortiz is, is was the ambassador of the game. Like, there's there's no... Just like Jeter was an ambassador of the game, like, David Ortiz was an ambassador of the game. He he even had a career once this testing process came into play. So it's not like... You see what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like his career tailed off once DH. they started testing. That's true, but still. I mean, Edgar Martinez had to wait 10 years. I'd and say... Argu- and arguably... He's better. Well, he's the yeah. best DH of all time. Man, arguably, I, I, I take Poppy. You can, well, I, I, mean, I take Poppy, argue. but that's me. Because Poppy's ridiculously Poppy for, clutch for power and clutch. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, you have to be in situations to be listed as clutch, but still, like your team has to get you there. But I, I've never seen somebody, you know, like David Ortiz when, uh, the, I mean, when, the, was, when the lights, when the moment was that big all the time, just seemingly, you know, not always get those hits, but you, you can go back to one series, two thousand four, yeah, ALCS. Well, I, I mean, I'll even give you one. I mean, that's, all, I mean, that's Let, basically it, it, all you need to look well, at. Well, but if that were it, that would be one thing. Mm-hmm. But, I There's mean, more. The There's series, more. The series with the, that they won three or four years ago when they played the Cardinals, and they had to play the Tigers, and the Tigers had Wasn't Scherzer. I want to say it was – yeah, it had to be 13 because mm. – no, I thought it was – Well, they won in 18. No, you're right. It had to be 13 because 14's the the Giants and 15's yeah, the uh, – seven years ago. 15's the Royals. So, yes yeah. – um, it, it was oh, thirteen, so, wrong, so that was man. you know Cut seven, eight years. After, can we move on? Please? That was nine years after that 04 season. I remember the home run, the grand slam he hit with Tory Hunter, or uh, maybe it was Tory Hunter go, trying to go over the fence. Remember that? <laughs> and he fell over. I mean, yeah. it was it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they they had to play Scherzer and Verlander when Verlander was Verlander. So I mean, that was he was just a clutch guy. Anyway, so. That's our thoughts on on the MLB on the Hall of Fame, at least for now. Um, we're gonna let's go ahead and digress into uh, to the NFL playoff weekend that was Championship Sunday. Kiker, your initial thoughts on Chiefs Titans because you were wrong. I was wrong. Okay, I just want to say that. And because I'm petty. And it, well, yes, you are. Um, <laughs> but okay, so Tennessee throughout this playoff run. Never flinched. Never, they never pressed. They never, it never felt like they felt pressure. Yeah. They always stuck with their game plan, what they were going to do, and that was it. Now, credit the Kansas City Chiefs. Putting up 35, going down 10 early. They don't flinch. I mean, you know, that's a dangerous way to live. Very. But. Very. I mean, they, they, initially. It's worked it, it, out for two straight weeks. Well, but initially, I, I immediately was like, well, they, this is not the way they should start this game. No, so. it's not. Um, the Chiefs did a better job than any anybody had in weeks of slowing down that, that running game for Tennessee. But I also think, like I said, Tannehill was throwing too much. He ended up throwing four last pass attempts in Mahomes. Now, fourth quarter. Down two scores, gonna have to throw. Yeah. But even before that, go when it's twenty one seventeen coming into the second half. Yeah. You can run the football, run the football down sure. four points. Yeah. 
and they got away from it. Everyone's like, Derrick Henry had negative one yards total offense in the second half. He quit getting the ball. He didn't get the ball. You're right. They they pressed. They went away from what they did. And I was just like, what what, what are they doing? What are they doing? This is not who they are. This is not how they win. Ryan Tannehill has A.J. Brown and tight ends to throw to. Yeah. If you double A.J. Brown, you got Frisker and some other guy who's not important enough for me to remember his name. I mean that's just the, so they I, I they they pressed too early. I mean it was like the oh we got to go down oh we got to score like right now we're gonna, it's like Bill O'Brien we're gonna we're gonna put fifty. No no no, no. they haven't been that way. That's not how they're built. You run the football. Pat Mahomes and that offense can't score if they're not on the field. Yeah. And they kept giving them three and outs. I mean throw I, I just throwing on first down mixing it up. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. But. Yeah, you got away from their game plan, and then the Chiefs. And what what happened? Chiefs ended up getting that uh, double digit lead, and then you have to throw, and that's just not where they. That's you look at it, uh, Ten Hill stat line. It was our. Uh, it was pretty it was good. Decent. It was it decent. Was decent. He, he was slaying but, it. But you know, for he had like twenty one completions for two hundred yards. Yeah. You know, that's just that's just not going to get it done. So, congratulations to the Chiefs. It's un. It's almost unbearable. To be where we live. To live in Kansas. Yeah. I mean, it's just... I, I agree with you to an extent I, about that part. But at the same time, uh, I I picked the Chiefs because I, I kind of thought, you know, usually these playoff runs from six seeds, unless they are the kind of team that at the beginning of the season, you know, historically is what I'm saying, unless they're the kind of team that at the beginning of the season you were kind of picking for a Super Bowl run, Usually, that doesn't last. Like, usually they don't make that run. Usually. Now, except for, like, the Tennessee Titans of 1999. Like, that that was insane. Well, you got the Steelers in 05. Yeah, I mean. The Packers in 10. But the Packers, beginning of the season that year, were picked <laughs> to win the NFC North and, and be Super Bowl contenders. They had a slew of injuries. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not trying to take the Packers' bait. The point is, is this. Uh, I picked the Chiefs because I thought they would win. Um, I thought Mahomes... And I, I know you get tired of hearing all the Mahomes love, uh, you know, from everybody around Kansas. But, man, you know, as somebody who's been a Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers fan for the last 25 years, I know when a quarterback has a look in his eye and he's not going to lose a game unless something stupid happens, like that's out of his control. Like, and that's what I saw with Mahomes when they were playing the Texans. I was like, that dude, he's not gonna lose that game. Like once once he got it going, it was it was all full throttle from there. And then the same thing in the Titans. You know, they got down early, he got the ball, and then he ends up making that ridiculous uh touchdown scramble with, you know, twenty seconds left. Like if you're the Titans, that was the game. That was the backbreaker of the game. If you hold him to a field goal, you might have a shot. But when he takes off for, you know, thirty yards and, you know, tiptoes out almost out of bounds, dives in, I mean that that was that was his, one of the best playoff quarterback performances I've seen in a while. And, I mean, it just is what it is, man. He's, he's a great quarterback. He's a – he's you know, if he stays healthy, it is what it is, man. He's he's going to be somebody we talk about for a real long time. So, um, hats off to the Chiefs. I also thought on the defensive end, they did something that I hadn't seen any other team in the playoffs try to do. They tackled Derrick Henry by his legs. Like – 
Well, they were to. they were intentionally diving at his legs, mm-hmm. wrapping him up by the legs. I mean, Mateu, they they weren't playing around trying to be tough, trying to tackle him up high. Like you ain't got no pride. You tackle that dude by the legs and get to the Super Bowl, and that's what it looked like their game plan was all along. Like they were going to chip away at his legs and let the chips fall where they may. And so, I mean, hats off to that defense for having a good game plan. Also, I mean, it, it was, I mean, they were the better team that day, and I think they were the better team anyway. So. Better quarterback, also. Oh well, yeah. I mean, Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now, from a standpoint of can you do whatever needs to be done? Yeah. You know, yeah. Listen, I. He's great. You can tell that. You can, you can, you look at him and you can just. I mean, you, your eyes are not fooling you. You don't have to look at the stats. You just look at him. Look how yeah. he plays. Look what they're doing. Yeah, he's great. Now, we're going to get into this real fast. Okay. I heard today someone said if they won the Super Bowl, he's a Hall of Famer. Time out. He has played not even two full seasons because he missed yeah. some games with that with, yeah, with that knee with that's that kneecap. That's true. Stellar first season, MVP, one of the greatest seasons a quarterback's ever had. I mean, statistically, it's not the greatest. It's not. Okay. Um, Peyton Manning's year with, with Denver was... Was insane. Well, it was more touchdowns. But anyway... But it was insane. It was. I mean, that was... It, that, it really, and and the, the decline after that was... It was steep. Ooh, very and sudden. Yeah. Um, Which was actually somehow painful to watch, too, by the way. Like, Kate, I, I'm sorry. Well, Peyton, because, yeah, because, you know, you hate seeing one of the all-time greats decline like that yep. so fast. Funny you should say that. We'll get um, to that here in a minute. But to put Pat Mahomes in the Hall of Fame after two seasons is ridiculous. He's definitely on the right track. <laughs> but let's, I mean, we're not at the exit yet. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with you. Uh, he's not a Hall of Famer yet. Um, but I will say, I mean, if he wins the Super Bowl, that's a hell of a resume for your first two years. First year, you throw 50 touchdowns, um, you know, probably top three quarterback, you know, seasons of all time, which is saying something following Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and all these guys who've really pushed it in the stratosphere. And then if you go and win a Super Bowl in Kansas City your second year, um, I mean, that that's an impressive two years. Now, is it is it Hall of Fame already? Probably not. Um, not quite, but I do think not quite. Well, shoot, man. I mean, don't he, you have to dominate for at least a five year, half a decade? I, I agree. He needs a five year run. Like, so, but even if let's say he has three years of, of good, not great, you know, doesn't get back to the AFC championship, but he has 35 to 40 touchdowns a year. You know, you see what I'm saying? He's still really good, but not, you know, not what we, you know, not the, off the charts. That That is a Hall of Famer. That is. Super Bowl winner. Are you not going to bring up Gale Sayers? I'm not going to bring up Gale Sayers. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. Well, I'm not. Cause, cause, I'm, I'm going to bring it up. Because we're talking about two years. So I'm, you're I'm, right. You know, and Gale Sayers did play, I think, three or four. Seven. Now. Seven years played. How long at the level that he was at? Okay. He's a five-time all pro and a four time pro ball of Gale Sayers. Okay. Okay. 
Now, granted, they only played fourteen games back then. I don't. I don't buy into that. That that you you played the season you played. That's period. what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I'm just saying if you look at his numbers, there's two less games. Yeah. But anyway, yes, he's a. Gail Sayers didn't play very long, but in those five of those seven years, you're your first team All Pro, and the Pro Bowl. These whole these Pro Bowls are are okay. All Pro is what you're really looking for. Yeah. And. Five times. I, I agree. He's, he's an all-pro. I'll, I'll put it this so, way, too, though. Let's and he was a great receiver, not only a running back. Okay, so, so to add to that, though, too, though, I think, personally, that running backs, given their, their limited shelf life, naturally only have to do that for, like, if they if running back is is close to dominant for four to five years, I think a running back is pretty much going to be a Hall of Famer because they're not – that the position is not designed to be a 10-year position normally. Like, well, definitely not back back in the day. Well, but not back then. No. But even, I mean, even. Well, now I, it, it's running. Running backs are important, but there's so many, and it's almost you want really good talent, but if you have a good scheme, yeah. Look, look at the 49ers. Yeah. That Mozart kid who just went for 220. This is his seventh team he's been on. Yeah, he almost got cut. I mean, they were talking about it the, I mean, he, during the game. But the thing is, is all three of those guys are like four three, four four speed. Ooh. I mean, and that, that's the thing is, if I was a football coach, depending on what position it was, you can't coach that kind of speed. I yeah. can coach you to play a position, but I you can't coach that kind of speed. I agree. So, and Shanahan's fantastic. He's great at. Uh, Picking the talent that he needs in the position he well, needs. Well, he's a great play caller. And he's a great play mm-hmm. caller. So I mean, it, let's we're gonna get to that. Mm-hmm. Let me, but just to say, I mean, he's got to do it for a few more years. But either way, seriously, dude, that's a hell of a start to a career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I as just you know a fan of the game and especially a fan of of great quarterbacks. I mean, I like I told you, you know, we've grown up watching Rodgers and Favre, so we've watched two of the best quarterbacks. Week in, week out for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. 25, 27 years. Yeah, anyway, something time. like that. Whatever it is. Week in, week out. Do their thing and see what it's about. And Mahomes is definitely in line to be in that vein of quarterbacking. Like, he's he's that good. So, I mean, I never thought I'd see anybody who could throw on the run the way Aaron Rodgers can. And he does that. I never thought I'd see anybody who could take the chances that Brent Favre used to take. Uh, or had that kind of cannon of an arm. And he has that. So, um and and he's in the hands of Andy Reid, which which well, makes a big difference. And quarterbacks nowadays are coming into the, into college and into the pros more ready than they ever have been, because you specialize now. Seven on seven drills, yeah. middle school, high school. I mean, and you see college concepts coming to the NFL. And also, your situation makes a big deal. If he gets drafted to Jacksonville. Is he still a special talent? Yeah. Does he have the same numbers? No. Hell no. Absolutely not. Absolutely no. Not. No. So, but the I situation mean, is really pretty much. He doesn't pick who drafts him, nope. and he went into the honestly, probably the best situation for him. Andy Reid is a quarterback whisperer. I was about to say though, he he went into the best situation I think any quarterback could go into. Andy Reid is the guy. Like if Deshaun Watson went to Kansas City, mm-hmm. you would it, he might not have the numbers that Mahomes has. 
but he would definitely be on par for the level of success that they've had. Like, he's he's that good, too. So, oh, yeah. if you give Andy Reid a quarterback, I mean, Donovan McNabb, to me, is was not as talented as Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and he still got NFC championships out of him, at least appearances. Well, I mean, Andy's had success with a bunch of average to maybe slightly above average Nick quarterbacks. Nick Foles, Kevin Call, like Alex Smith. So, I mean, this is by far the best quarterback he's had. You can see the kind of damage they're doing because he is – one of the best play designers, play callers in the mm-hmm. league. And he is a pass game developer, not really a run game yeah. type of guy. So. so let's go ahead and move on to the debacle Ooh. that was the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this game was was over pretty much in the first quarter. Packers did not show up. They might as well had not gotten off of the plane or bus to get them to the arena. Uh, it was – it was – I mean – they were never really in the game uh, after the first, you know, five to ten minutes. And hats off to the Niners. I mean, I, you know, their front four is ridiculous, and they got after it. You know, they 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 had a split second where you thought the Packers might have a chance, very split second. Mm. And and after that, they closed the door on them. Like that's and that's what great teams are supposed to do. And the Niners did that all season. Like if they were in a game that they were supposed to win, they usually won it. The only game they, they didn't win that they were supposed to win was Atlanta. And that took, you know, inches of a football crossing over the white line. So the Niners are everything that they're built to be. Um, you know, Shanahan's a fantastic offensive mind. Um, you know, Lynch has surrounded that team with the right pieces, and, the, and, and everybody is clicking on all cylinders. They are a machine of a football team. Um, and, you know, that – their best player, George Kittle, doesn't even have to touch the ball. Like, he touched it once on Sunday, like you said. You told me the other day, Kiker. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. They're a great football team. So, you know, I'll, I'll get to what I think about the Packers here in just a second because it's the end of the season. But, Kiker, what are your thoughts? The 49ers have built the bully, and they bully Green Bay on Sunday. I've said it, I've said it basically the entire season. This team is soft. Green Bay Packers are soft. Yes, they 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 are a fun ass football team, and they met it when when they get hit in the mouth, they got nothing for you, yep. and they had nothing for them on Sunday. Jimmy Garoppolo threw eight passes, <laughs> completed six of them. That's he threw eight passes. Eight. There was a point in that game where there'd been twenty four minutes of game clock in between his pass attempts. Yeah, it's it. it Sounds like a real challenge to be a quarterback. Huh? I mean, well, I, the thing, but here's the thing: during a stretch in the season, you go back to that uh, Saints game they played. Jimmy Garoppolo had to make plays, and he has made them. He's now he's prone to some turnovers. I think he had like 10, 12 interceptions this year, but he has, in certain situations, stepped up in a moment. They don't win that game in New Orleans. Without Jimmy Garoppolo. Standing in there and taking the heat. Yes. And he did so, that for sure. I, now, I Sunday, he that. didn't have to do nothing. No. Like, I, George Kittle caught one pass. He's the best player on that team. Yeah. Overall, he's the best player on that team, caught one pass. He was big time in the blocking in, in, in the uh, blocking scheme because, I mean, to me, he's the best tight end in the league. Oh, they're, they're, um, and that's not to you. He is the best tight end mm-hmm. in the league. Like, there is no, you know, people like to argue about Kelsey and stuff like that. And Kelsey's cool. But Kelsey's not that fast, and Kelsey is a good blocker. George Kittle is a great blocker. Hey, like, it's, I don't it's, know if I've ever seen Kittle drop a pass. Kelsey's dropped 
two third down passes on the first two opening drives the Chiefs have had the last uh, two weeks. And he's played. and he's known at least because I watch a you know I watch a lot of Chiefs games because of my son. Mm. And is that all? That really is all. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, mm-hmm. listen, Mahomes is Mahomes, look, yeah. Mahomes is must see TV. Well, let's get it. It just is what it is. Let's be real. <laughs> the confessional. Um, but anyway, he's uh, the the problem with Kelsey, and I, I mean, he did that last year against New England. Like, he, he opens the game usually with a couple critical drops, goes over the sideline, figures it out, comes out, catches everything after that. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean everything. Like, stuff is down by his shoes. He got three touchdowns. Yeah, and so once he gets his head, but I, I just think nerve-wise, he comes in real high. Man, he's such I, a I, hothead, too. Yeah, man. Godly. But anyway, back to Green Bay. Vince Lombardi is rolling over in his grave. Yeah. My, when I'm sitting here watching that game, it's just going like, what the hell's going on around here? Nobody tackling. Just grab, 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 because they didn't. They didn't want to tackle nobody. No, they didn't. Mozart the, uh, averages seven and a half yards a carry. Score. I mean, in that first touchdown he had, that thirty-six yarder was untouched. not touched. Untouched. That untouched. is unbelievable. Completely untouched. They they got. Okay, I would say our the best free agent signing from this from this past offseason was the Darius Smith coming to Green Bay. He had a horrible game on Sunday. Yeah. These guys need to set the edge. You know they're going to run the football. And he just jumps upfield and takes himself completely out of the play several times. Yeah, so anxious to get a sack when Jimmy Garoppolo was never throwing. Like, you know, not very often in that yeah. game. So there, there was no reason. You know, once, especially once the first quarter ended and you saw that they were getting it going offensively with the run game, like settle in and make tackles. You've got to stop the run and force Garoppolo to beat you. And basically, what you need to do is what the Titans did against the Ravens. You take away the middle of the field because that's where Jimmy Garoppolo lives in this oh, yeah. pass game. Yeah, most definitely. So you got to force him to beat you outside, outside the numbers. Well, he didn't have to do anything. All he had to do was get the ball and hand it off to somebody. Doesn't matter who it was. Now, it was Mozart most of the time. He had 29 carries for 220 yards. They ran for 285 yards. Yeah. Mozart beat Colin Kaepernick's playoff record. Who was that against? Oh, that's Green right. That's against Green Bay, Green Bay Packers. Packers. That's Green right. Bay. He had 185, huh? Green Bay Packers. You know, all these offseason moves, it's the same old song and dance. Yeah. Nobody, that front seven, should be embarrassed. Because that's what they, that, they were on Sunday. You're going to get to Aaron Rodgers and all this, and that offense and all that, and that's fine. He didn't play well, and if you want to be – the leader of this team and the GOAT, you need to have a fire. Yeah, yeah. But Aaron Rodgers don't play defense. You're right. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers would come out on fire. That game's more respectable. They don't win giving up 285 yards rushing. You know, you know that you're allowed to curse. You're an adult, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this, this is an adult. I'm try- this is a family show. This, I'm trying this, to control this is a, myself. This is an adult bro- like broadcast. I mean, I, you, I'm you trying. Can cuss, you can cuss occasionally. No, I, I mean, we don't want you to just be I'm all tr- wild about it. Listen, but I'm I mean, trying to be better about it because if I if I don't control myself, I'm just gonna, it's going to fly, it's off, gonna the fly off, off the handle. Fly off the handle. Okay, so you just so, got to pretend like kids are around at all times. Well, I mean, kind of. You know, the great guy used to know. <laughs> never said any curse words. Listen, For like five years, I knew him. He never, never once. Oh my god! And now, now, now he's a now he's a beer swelling, swearing sailor. I'm gonna move on from my personal life changes. Okay, and we're gonna get anyway, back to the game. Anyway, to, 
<laughs> embarrassing, pathetic. Words almost can't describe that performance. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was over. And going, I mean, basically halfway through the second quarter, yeah. they just knew it was over. Well, and I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'm going to start off with the Niners real fast one more time because I really want to make sure that that it's understood that the Niners were hands down the best team in the NFC all season hmm? from 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 the opening bell to the end of it at the NFC Championship. I don't think. And how were, crazy they were three inches away from being a wild card team. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the whole the whole picture is would have been totally different. Mm. But I do think the Niners were good enough that I think they would have been in this position. Anyway. Oh yeah, barring absolutely. barring a, a situation where they were in a matchup disaster like a Seattle and they had to go to Seattle. That would that's the only way I'd, I'd see them kind of. You know, I still think they beat. Seattle. I still think they beat Seattle too because I just think they're better. Well, but, and they're and Seattle had injury issues. But matchups anyway. are matchups. I mm. mean, and and that's usually what the playoffs are. So. You know, Green Bay's nightmare matchup was the Niners. And, you know, the Packers didn't do themselves any favors getting that game on the road. They had a perfect chance to end up being the number one seed. You know, they could have beat San Diego. They could have shown up the first time Los against Angeles. San Francisco. I'm oh, sorry, Los Angeles. I'll never get used to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, real quick. Officially, today, it's the Las Vegas Raiders. Dang, is that right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I just want to say that I... You know, hats off to the Niners for building what they've done and being that great of a team all year. You know, I think the Saints had a lot of heart, um, and that was shown by the fact that, you know, Drew Brees goes down and they they kept the ship going and they were still in a pretty great position at the end of the season. Um, I always felt like we, we, we both addressed this multiple times. The Packers were an overrated football team. They, they, were, they were never impressive when it mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were never impressive when it didn't matter. Yeah, they, you know they they, 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 they breaks. yeah they won games that against bad teams barely. So ugly. Yeah, so you know, and then they you know, kind of found themselves in a position to be the two seed. You beat a depleted Seattle team at home, and 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 now you're in the NFC Championship, and it looks like the one and two seed. But I mean, if we were going off seeding, the Packers were not a two seed. Like mm-hmm. that was not a one and two matchup. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to try to keep this as, as as reasonable as I can about the Packers debacle. Um, it's taken me a couple of days to be able to say it this way. Mm. But my my biggest issue, you know, Kiker, you touched on the defense, and that was a disappointment, like a massive disappointment. As disappointing as it was, the defense, it was – for an offense that had given them nothing for most of the first half, it was still 17-0. to So it was – it was within a touchdown and a play here or there. Like now, granted, I understand what you're saying. 250 rush, 282 rushing yards total. That you're not going to win that way. Mm-mm. But your offense has to give you something. Mm-hmm. And I have defended Aaron Rodgers for his entire career, as far as being the best quarterback I've ever seen. You know, the comparisons were with him and Brady, him and Manning. You know, he can do things that those two guys cannot do physically on a football field. I have seen Aaron Rodgers in playoff games go out there determined to win it all. Like I I mean the Cowboys game a few years ago is is reminiscent of that. Like that Cowboys team was 13 and 3 in Dallas. Aaron Rodgers was going to win that football game. Like period. And I remember telling you on the phone. We were on the phone. You were watching separately. And you said, "Man, Stephen's got to do this. His defense got to do this." I said, "Kiger, 
this defense is not that good, and they've done all they can. Aaron Rodgers has to go win this football game, and he did. Mm-hmm. So to watch him looking like he was playing practically lifeless, like I saw no fire, no intensity, no willingness to move out of the pocket. And you knew they had a really good front four going into this. Like, he knew that. He knew he could not hold on to the ball. You cannot step directly back into the pocket at all times. Like, you have to be moving up and out at all times. That's how good they are. They set the edge on you, so you have to either be stepping up and going forward, or you have to be stepping out and going around it, like, before it comes. You, you knew that. So he's too good. He's too great of a quarterback to not know that. So I, I just I I told everybody last week his legacy was on the line. He's you know talked about how the Niners passed him over and he was from that area. This game was could have been his reckoning for his career. He could have got back to the Super Bowl, you know, got to the next table so to speak of Super Bowl winners instead of just being a one-time Super Bowl winner. I'm not sure if Aaron Rodgers is above Drew Brees right now in my book. And I'm just being honest with you. This game said a lot about that to me. When Aaron Rodgers fumbled that football, and it was 17-0 at that point, he fumbled the football, they were driving like crazy, it looked like they were going to be able to do something. Nobody else knew that was a fumble except for him. In that exact moment, he had the only the, the initial opportunity to fall on that football. John Elway. We, he always gets talked about for that crazy helicopter play that I thought was overrated when I was 15 years old, and they stole that Super Bowl from us. But I'll tell you one thing. As I got older, I'm, 30, I'm, told, I'm 35 years old right now, and if I wanted a Super Bowl ring, I'd jump in between two defenders. If I want a Super Bowl ring bad enough, I'm going to fall on the football and get clobbered by a bunch of people. And Aaron Rodgers didn't want that football. Aaron Rodgers did not want that heat. And I, you know, I don't have two two broken collarbones to speak for so maybe it's different if you're in that situation but for Aaron Rodgers to not be willing to fall on that football and do whatever it didn't look like he was doing whatever is necessary for that team to win we everybody hammered Cam Newton two or three years ago when he didn't fall on a fumble in the Super Bowl and it was like well did he even want this that bad and no one is talking about Aaron Rodgers not doing that I've heard people talk about it. I've heard more people say that Aaron Rodgers need we- needs weapons than say that his effort was was lackluster in that game and that bothers me as a Packers fan as an Aaron Rodgers fan this game should have should have been he should have been able to show how much this game meant to him mm. he looked lethargic for most of the game. I mean, even when they got it going in the second half, the game was over. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew it, and he knew it, and he looked like he played free once he knew it was over. But coming into it, he looked scared. And I've never seen Aaron Rodgers look scared before. But he looked scared. And like you said, the Niners have built a bully. And, you know, they came out. You, The Niners, I mean, the Packers knew who they were facing. They knew they were going up against the bully, and they looked like they were scared before the opening bell of that fight. Mm-hmm. It was like watching people fight, watching uh, watching back in the 80s when fighters used to fight Tyson. They, the, the fight was over before it started. Once Tyson hit him, it was the hardest hit they ever had mm-hmm. in their head either way, mm-hmm. regardless of how hard he hit him. He could have hit him with a jab, and they were going to go down. I mean, and that's how the, I felt like the Niners looked that night. The Niners, you know, were the bully, and the, you know, the Packers – Packers didn't want to be there. They didn't want that heat. They, they didn't want to have to fight that team. So, anyway, I'm sorry. That, I'm done. I'm what, done on the Packers. What? I'll just say, you know, 13-3, and three, I should be really happy about it. But the way they were 13-3 and three was disappointing. 
and then the way they closed the season out by getting demolished by the San Francisco 49ers, a team they had already been demolished by. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't muster one good game between the two. Says everything I needed to know about that 13-3 season. Mm -hmm. It was a disappointment. Absolutely. And and that's what is what it is. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers will get another chance at this. I hope he does. I hope the team comes back better and stronger than ever and he plays better, frankly. I didn't see I didn't think Aaron Rodgers played very well this season consistently. Not consistently. No. He was good. He was he was he was rarely great. Mm. And he did, and I know that the offense changed. Maybe he didn't know it as well. That takes you know some time to adjust. But frankly, well, it's not on him Eric, anymore. It's not. Yeah. But frankly, I need to see him play better mm. next year. And if he's not willing to fall on a fumble, seriously, the Packers need to start thinking about the future. Here's here's I agree with you. But this this is something. I'm a, this is another point of view here. Okay. You talk about that Pat Mahomes run. Let's say he doesn't. Let's say he doesn't go out of bounds on a little spin move, and gets rocked and knocked out of the game. Yeah. What are people saying? Oh, you gotta get out of bounds, bro. You gotta slide. Gotta get out of bounds. What, what, what are you doing? What, what, no, hold on. no, no, I ain't done. But, uh, so, Roger Rogers dives on the fumble like he like he should have. I believe he should have gone after the ball. Breaks he breaks his hand. Breaks the collarbone. Then it's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't have done that. Because then, I mean, the game was pretty much over anyway, the, the feel of it. But now you, you got, who you got coming in? Tim Boyle? Okay, but let's, let's, let, I'll, put, I'll, I'll give you my perspective. No, I, no, I no, think no, no, no. I think you should have dove on it. But I, I'm just I, saying. I agree with, I see with the point you're trying to make, but I do not agree with you. Hindsight's and, and No, no, no. I see the point you're trying to make. And here's the reason I don't agree with that at all. There is a time to lay it on the line. Mm-hmm. And the playoffs, when it's one and done, mm-hmm. and you're 36 years old, and you will not get back, you the, the odds of you getting back to the Super Bowl are against you. That's the time to lay on that football and take that hit, like regardless of what happens. You know, Mahomes is 23, 24 years old. And if he would have gotten knocked out of the game, he went out like a G. And that's the same thing I would have said about Aaron Rodgers if he'd have broke a collarbone. If Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers falls on that football and they lo- they were already down 17-0, he was going to have to score on that drive and make it 17-7 and then hope to get the ball back at halftime, maybe make it 14-17 and make it an interesting game. So it was all riding on that drive. It, and for him to not be willing to fall on the football in that moment, like that's what I'm saying, if that's a regular season – Maybe I'm a little different. You know, you got to play cautious. It's a long season. You got to be there. You got to be there at the end. Mm-hmm. But in when the playoffs happen, there's none of that. Like mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I've seen Aaron Rodgers play uh, an entire playoff rain, run with a torn calf muscle, mm-hmm. and and look more in it than he did that night. So I, that's all I'm saying. I mean, and I'm you know, this is nothing against Aaron Rodgers. Like as far as his greatness, I'm just saying. He he didn't come to play that night, mm. and his lack of effort was was disturbing. He, like he needs to play better, the fire needs to be there, and he does need another receiver. He trusts. He does need because another receiver. In, in all these other playoff run, runs, he's always had at least two guys he can trust. That's not true. What do you mean? That's not true. In the year that they beat the Cowboys, mm-hmm. um, Jordy Nelson missed the Cowboys game with broken ribs. You remember he came back and played against okay. the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Jordy Nelson was out that game, um, and I can't remember the the number one receiver he went to in that game a ton. 
but like right offhand. Jared Cook? Cook made the huge play. And he also but, threw a big pass to Richard Rodgers. Yeah, so, but that's the point. Like, in, in, <laughs> there, and, there and, were times where, granted, he had Jordy Nelson as a security blanket. I think he had James Jones that year because we had to bring him back because we had so many injuries. Well, and you had Devontae Adams in 16, too. Okay, so Devontae Adams was the number one receiver in that game. Yeah, like, okay, but my point is, I think Cobb was hurt that year. No, I think he was there. Okay, my point is, is this: you just named three other people mm-hmm. that he threw the ball to. But he had cohesion with. These are years together. Then they, they had a wide receiving core. Jennings leaves. James Jones leaves. Comes back for a short period of time. Cohesion. My point is, is this: Aaron, I saw him. I saw him make a sixty-yard pass to Jeff Janis. On a uh, Hail Mary. Yeah, a, yeah. He didn't trust Jeff Janis. No, I'm he saying, just gave him a that, chance to right, make a play. It's fourth and 20. You he have, gave you him, have to heave it. But that's my point. He gave him a chance to make a play. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's what he should be willing to do. Now, I understand what you're saying. I don't trust that guy. I don't trust that guy. Get out there and make a play. Like, at a, I, cer- at a certain I point. I said last week that he's going to have to be aggressive. At a and, certain and, point. And, and not play timid. And, and he and played timid. Sorry, he played timid. So. Anyway, I said that, they have to play better, but no, he also you're right, needs you're another right, guy. You're right. Outside because Geronimo Allison is trash. Alan Lazard's a, a a guy who didn't even meet the team coming out of training camp yeah. and had to be brought brought back in he could as be, a rookie. He could be pretty good though. He could be. He's looked okay. He could be, but the thing is, is the only guy who even I mean in the NFL, you can, there's times you have to throw people open, and Rodgers can has made a career on making stupid throws like that. But Adam seems to be the only guy that gets any separation. Jimmy Graham is washed up. Yeah. Very, horrible. Very yeah, he, he needs to be cut. That was the worst free agent signing I can think of us having in the last 10 years. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Seriously. He, it, he has it, been – hmm. I wouldn't even say he's been mediocre over the entire time. I don't know. Like, he's, he's been terrible. It's a bust. It's an absolute bust. And the, the sad part, I know you don't want to get on Jordan Nelson thing, but they cut Jordy Nelson to sign him. I, that I matters. Know. Jordy Nelson, at that point in his career, was still better than what Jimmy Graham was I, at his I point agree. in his career. But anyway, I I'll digress. Let's just let's stop Packers talk. Yeah. I get too hype. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think this is the Super Bowl, short of the Ravens, you know, a Ravens-type situation. A Ra- Ravens or Chiefs were the best, un- undoubtedly to me, the best two teams in the AFC. And the Niners were undoubtedly the best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rarely do you get the absolute, you know, top teams in the Super Bowl. I think it worked out that way. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good I think, game. I think it'll be a really good game, too. I, I think the, the strengths of the Chiefs are actually things that can work against the Niners. The yeah. Niners could play anybody, anytime, any era. Like, that's how good that team is. So... It should be a really good game. She's going to score some points. She's going to score yeah. some points, mm-hmm. and the Niners are going to score some points. So mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a very interesting football game. Um, we'll get into our um, our picks and our pre-show next week. Um, but, you know, that was that was our take on Championship Sunday, which was depressing for us as Packers fans. But, you know, it is what it is. It happens. I mean, that's, that's the nature of the game. Uh, Kai, can you get anything else? Sure doesn't sound like you're over it. I'm getting there. It's yeah. a process. I'm, compartmentalize. I mean, I mean, I'm over here, for the most part, being very calm and, <laughs> you know, collected. We'll, 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 we'll get into why I'm so uh, frustrated about this performance. We've, are, we've already got Yeah, it. but I mean legacy. Le- the legacy part of it bothers me. 
And and we'll get into what I think about next year for the Packers and and going forward for the next two to three years. And this, that's part of the reason why I'm so frustrated about it. But I won't get into that. We don't have time. No, they, um, they, they, they got a lot of things to fix. So, I mean, that we don't have enough time to get into that. But anyway, Chiefs definitely deserving. Niners absolutely deserving. Um, I do think the best two teams made it. And I and I'm I'm I mean, if it weren't to be the Packers, I absolutely hate I absolutely hate the San Francisco 49ers. But they were the best team. They deserved it. No, oh, yeah. Mm. So I mean, overall, they, I mean, that's probably you could probably say overall it's probably the best roster in the NFL. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I would totally from, agree with that. I mean, aside they're, they're, from they're, they're yeah. young at wideout, but my goodness, even I, those those young guys. The only team, honestly, roster wise, I think competes with them is probably the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Uh, the Vikings just, got a really good roster. Vikings have a really good roster. That's kinda, a good point. Yeah. Well, see, that's the funny thing. All three of those rosters are really good, but their quarterbacks are mediocre. I mean, Dak had a great year, so I'm not trying to say he's mediocre. Yeah, he had a lot of garbage. Yeah. I'm just saying. Honestly, though, I think Garoppolo is better than Cousins and um, Dak Prescott. That's a good argument for another day. Mm. Um, anyway, be sure to be sure to tune in next week. We'll dive into our Super Bowl picks and make our predictions. Uh, we'll also touch off on some of the uh, NFL news that's happened. We'll probably touch on a little bit of end-of-the-year recap, too, if we get to it. But uh, be sure to tune in next week. Can I get anything else? No. Catch us on Spotify. Yes, sir. Some of you already have. Good deal. See you guys. <laughs>